everybody. Welcome to another episode of the show. It's your buddy Chase Jarvis here in your ears. Welcome to another episode of the Chase Jarvis Live Show on Creative Live. Today's episode, today's micro show, if you will, is about a very important topic, and that is making money with your creative work. Now, this comes in many forms, and one of the most popular questions I get is how to shift to a value-oriented pricing framework from an hourly. And my belief is that trading your time for money is a slippery slope. It is nearly universally true that that is the first stage as someone goes from just loving their craft and having something they're passionate about. As soon as they try and make money, there are a lot of missteps. So you may not want to be interested in monetizing your craft right now, but if you can see that in the future, or if you do right now want to make more money doing the things you're doing, either one of those cases apply to you. This episode is fantastic. And it, we're taking this from a daily creative, which is a question uh, from a series that I do on my YouTube channel. And Fritz comes in and asks the question about how do we scale a creative business? Um, Fritz is a photographer working hourly, but this has nothing to do with photography and everything to do with the mentality of stopping trading your time as in every hour for uh, a certain number of dollars? How do you create a value-oriented system where you can work the same number of hours but charge a increasingly dramatic number for a project rather than on a time basis, on a project basis? This is going to be a major unlock if this is an area of business or interest to you. So enjoy my answer to Fritz's question on this here show. I think it's going to provide a lot of value and a little bite-sized tasty piece. So I'm going to get out of the way and into this episode. Hi, Chase. It's uh, Fritz, a German photographer currently living in Prague. My question is, like, how to make photography and maybe videography as well a scalable business, you know? Um, I was, I'm already currently working uh, paid by the hour, but on the long term, you know, I want to make um, um, a good business model out of it so I'm not so demanded on filling my work schedule. Okay. So what's your best approach to that? Fritz, great question. And that, in case you are wondering what scale means, um, I don't think you should, I think you should know what that means. But um, the challenge with being a photographer, if you, in terms of challenge with doing anything when you work for your time, it's, um, then you only have so much time, so the amount of money that you can make is, is basically limited by time. The way you would change that is you would charge a lot more per hour. And that is, actually, there's a little fraction of that that is gonna be in my answer, but, by and large, I see people botch this all the time, um, and they botch it on both directions. They think that they try and scale before they're ready to scale, and sometimes the best answer is not to scale. Um, but in this particular uh, situation, I just want to talk you at a time at a trading your time for money. Okay, so whether you truly scale in the like, you take one picture and then you sell it instead of like one time, you sell it a thousand times, which would be like, for example, stock photography. Like, I think that's an example of how you make your work scale. You take a picture and then you sell that same picture or rather you license the rights to use that via a stock agent or on your own. Um, by and large, I think that the ability to make real money unless you dedicate your entire life to that focus, I think it's waned. There's, it's a lot of, a lot of images in the marketplace. I don't think it's not, not undoable. You can do that. That is technically a way to scale. Again, taking one picture and using computers to market that picture and get a lot of transactions at a low price um, and make some good money. So that's one way. Uh, I think th there's, 
there's a handful of other ways, but I, and I'm going to give you a couple more, and then I'm going to sew it up at the end here, and I'm going to tell you what I actually think. So another way is to um, train people in your methods and um, take a piece of their business as they go off and make yours, and you can help. You can create a community. Um, I think my friend Peter Hurley, he's been on Creative Live uh, a bunch. He's got a, the headshot crew, and you can be a headshot photographer taught by Peter, and then Peter goes out, and then I think you pay a chunk of your money to him, and he helps market your business and whatnot. That's kind of interesting. That's a way you can take what you do, train people in your methods, and then they can contribute to your wealth. Um, and if you can get potentially you know, hundreds or maybe even thousands of people doing that, you can see how that would, be, that would really contribute. So that's another way. What that requires is that you actually do something and own it in a way that's like, oh, wow, that's the fill in the blank method. Um, you see that with like Bikram Yoga or um, CrossFit is an affiliate, basically. You use the name, you pay a licensing fee to them, and then you're sort of certified as a fill in the blank. So you can do that in photography. Um, another thing you can do to scale your business in photography is this is not this is not true scale, but like by the technical term, or I think of it in technology as, as scaling. But you can charge exorbitant fees. You can develop your brand over time such that hey, there's only so many days, and so in order to access me or to hire me, you have to pay a high fee, and then the, the number of people who are willing to pay that fee. Get to, you know there, there are fewer and fewer, but if you're booked all the time, then you can just continue to raise your prices. So that's not technically scaling. Um, and then you can also, um, as a photographer, you can build an online community, um, help you know add value back to others. You can sell digital goods uh, if you've made a brand that people recognize. And then you can make one product and help computers and platforms and other online technologies to sell at scale. You know, if you get your SEO juice really up, or you are on Creative Live, for example, there's a whole team of people who are targeted at marketing your stuff. That is, I'm trying to. That's not again technically scaling your photography business, but that's a way again to use computers and algorithms and and whatnot to reach more people than you could reach as what people classically think of as a photographer. That's why I know that that's buried in your question of scaling. So those are a handful of methods and I, there, are, there is no right answer for this. Those are some things and there's probably a couple of others. But what I want you to think about, and this is to me the most important thing, this is the takeaway, is whatever you do, you should do with intention. And in, in order to find out what you intend or I intend to you know, build this particular thing, you just don't want to stumble into that accidentally. I watch people do that all the time. They just sort of like bumble around and they end up like, oh, here I am. I guess this is how I make a, make a living because I, I see Larry doing it or Sally doing it or whatever. I would rather you say, what parts of the business do I love? And when you find out that thing, how can you build a business around it? So for, I'll just use myself as an example, I loved being a, an amazing craftsperson and being able to make a vision come to life. And I wanted to do that for the world's top brands, the Apples, the Nikes, um, you get it. And so over time, I was able to get hired by smaller and then larger and larger and larger companies such that I became known as the guy in my space and say outdoor sports, action photography, who when the stakes were really high, you called me to come in and make some amazing vision, usually with a large budget and some in a unique place with you know interesting people 
to make this advertising campaign come to life in a way that an advertising agency or the brand or those two had come together to make that. Now, technically that is not scale, but that I was in that camp, I think number of the four that I listed, number three, where you can just charge very, very high prices for the work and you don't have to have like 500 clients to have a successful year. You could have 10 or 15 or 20, 20 big gigs or 30 big gigs and make a enormous sum of money. And the cool thing about that is I think if you, if you plan and do that well, um, again, this is just my, my particular bias, if you enjoy sort of hunting the particular picture and doing something amazing with a bunch of people where you're committed and doing a thing, I love that. It's like the, the journey, the hunter, the story, the narrative, all that, I love it. For me, processes like taking stock photography pictures and like think of what, what is, the, girl with pencil, girl with pencil in white shirt, girl with pencil in black shirt, tall girl with uh, brown hair and graduation cap, you know, all these, um, just like a volume process where you're checking off, do I have that picture, do I have that picture, etc. I hate that. To me, that is, that's the commodification or commoditization of a product that I loved, so I didn't like it conceptually. That's not to say I didn't participate in it. I did use some agencies, sometimes under my name, sometimes not, to license my pictures, but they were the thirds and fours and the extras that I had rights to and wasn't going to do anything with. They were gonna go in the garbage or I, I licensed them out. So you can do both of these things at the same time. I think that's kind of an interesting deal. And if you look at any, excuse me, contemporary photographer who's a total badass right now, they will by and large have many pieces to their business. So I, I, I realize I'm opening a bigger can of worms than you asked, but I think this is where the true value comes into you asking a question and the rest of you folks who are not Fritz, who are listening, you're going like, oh damn. And this applies to photographers, designers, filmmakers, um, just freelancers in general, I think. So have different pieces of your business make different kinds of money for you. Some passive income, like stock photography sales, I'm just dropping everything. Um, and some very, very active, that high touch, high dollar, um, that, you know, the custom ad campaign stuff that I was talking about earlier. A lot of people on the side teach uh, for me. You know, my community turned into, in part, um, blossomed and grew Creative Live, which is a worldwide education platform that you know about where we now got 10 million students on that platform. So like conceptually, you can be involved in lots of different things and have different sorts of income coming into one photography or fill in the blank uh, freelance business. That's what I think you should do. I think you should, you should focus most of the business on the thing that you care deeply about uh, charge your premium, be a premium product for that, and then have some ancillary things on the side that are fun and interesting. And again, don't do shits that you don't love um, because you can get sucked into that, and especially if it pays well but you don't love it, that's the, a quick quick road to a slow death. Just think about that one for a second. <laughs> um, okay, well, Fritz, I hope that answers your question. Uh, I think it's a popular question, especially as freelancers, we're trying to make money whatever we can, in whatever way we can. You can also sell prints, fine art. You get to see, you can just build this robust, it's like a solar system with a bunch of different um, planets going around you as the primary creator. That's not to say you can't do it all the other ways, the other ways I was talking about, but I like that. All right, that's it for the show today. But hey, before you go, I wanna just make one extra point. And that is, it's my hope, my goal, the reason that we at Creative Live produce this show, I've been doing this for 10 years now. The goal is to add value to your life. 
And my hope is that if you are applying these things, the things that you learn uh, from today's show or previous episodes, my belief is that you will get to where you want to go more quickly and that your life will be more fulfilled. So if that's working for you, I'm dying to hear your feedback, whether that's in reviews on any of the podcast platforms that you listen or on social, I pay attention to all those things. Or of course, you can text me at uh, 206-309-5177 on social. You know, I'm listening to your takeaways and the guests that you want to see on the show and recommendations for for topics that we can cover in the future. And what I want to know is that this is working for you. And if you want to put this to work, the concepts, I can't recommend enough that you check out a subscription to Creative Live. The way you check that out is go to creativelive.com slash creator pass. You can get a subscription for like, I think it averages out to be like 12 or something, 12 bucks a month for 2000 classes. Those are always the next best steps in a follow-up to this podcast. So again, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the community here around the show, around the work that I do in the world. Thank you so much for paying attention. And I want you to know that I am paying attention to you, your work, and everything that you're sharing out there about the show. So thanks, and I'll see you next time.